Hey, I'm Clayton. And I'm Sean, and we're men who like men who like movies. We're two queer men who love movies, and we love talking about movies. And after years of everyone telling us we should start a podcast, we finally started a podcast. Yeah, this week we have a pretty awesome episode lined up. It's very special to me. Um, We are here talking with Carter Smith about his new film, Swallowed, which is wonderful, queer horror, very disturbing. And he directed one of my all-time favorite horror films. Anybody who's listened has probably heard me talk about it already at nause- ad nauseum, uh, The Ruins. And we are so glad to have you here today. Thank you, Carter. Oh, yeah. Th- thanks for having me. Excited to be here. So, <laughs> a little bit of background on why The Ruins means so much to me. <laughs> why this is so exciting. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> so, I, <laughs> my first boyfriend and I, um, it did not end well. And the weekend we broke up, I was with uh, one of my girlfriends and I was like, I just want to go see a horror movie that isn't romantic and we'll just, I don't want to think about it. And it was yeah, the weekend the ruins, from my brain. <laughs> yeah, it was the weekend the ruins came out and we went to see it and it was exactly what my poor gay, angry, broken heart needed. And oh, good. I mean, Jonathan Tucker's butt, people getting their legs cut off, Jenna Malone, um, yeah, all of, <laughs> all of the above. Yeah, yeah I've, uh, <laughs> totally. I love it. I've watched this movie probably ten times a year, not an exaggeration. Um, more times than me. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm sure it's a very different experience making it and then just yes. watching it again because you're just like, I'm sure there's a memory or two. You're like, oh, that one's a little rough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's always good to give it a little bit of space in between. While, like, you know, I'll revisit stuff every once in a while. Just to be like, oh yeah, I did that. Like, you know what I mean? Or, or like, I saw the ruins recently at a um, at a film festival that was doing a screening, and I was like, oh man, like this is like kind of dark. Like I'd kind of forgotten how like, <laughs> like, you know, kind of dour and, and depressing the whole thing, you know, could be. Um, I mean, I still love it, of course, but um, it's uh, it's one of my comfort movies. Uh, yeah. Says a lot about says a lot about me, right? There. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, it's one of the two movies I use anytime I'm calibrating a TV because I'm like, okay, I know exactly how this shot looks. So the shot when uh, Stacy's going down in the um, thing for uh-huh. the first time, and um, I always use that because I'm like, okay, I need to just be able to see the leaves in the background, get the black level perfect. Um, nice yeah. nice to know that the, someone is the, paying as close yes. attention as we were in the color timing <laughs> <laughs> yes i love it um if you ever come out with a 4k of it uh oh, i mean if it was up to me i, I would yeah. but like it's um, not out of my hands sadly i know i i love it though um and <laughs> i never listened to podcasts i thought podcasts were stupid didn't want to listen to them and sean was listening to horror queers and was like hey they did an episode on the ruins and i was like okay and that was my introduction to podcast, and then I started nice. devouring them, and now we have a movie podcast, and I'm talking to you. So very full circle, perfect for full me. circle. And yeah. that was didn't, didn't didn't they like dissect it like as a slasher movie, like using the slasher tropes? I, I feel think like so. or something like that. Like I I remember I remember. I mean, I think it's actually because of podcasts that I even realized that so many people like the ruins because when it came. <laughs> When it came out, people, you know, it was, it was, people seemed pretty indifferent. Like it wasn't a smash success at the box office. Like it wasn't like, I mean, yes, horror fans responded to it, but mm. like there wasn't, 
you know, back then there wasn't this way for people to like gauge how much conversation was happening around something. And I think right. only now that podcasts are such a big thing, am I realizing like, oh, people actually really liked that movie and like talk about it. And it like, it actually did mean something to someone other than me. <laughs> yeah. It, it's so frustrating. Like sometimes I'll see a movie and I see reviews or what and stuff or, you know, how they did in box office wise. And I'm like, how, why I don't get it. And uh, the ruins again, cause I love it so much and I show it to everybody. And a lot of my friends uh, don't appreciate horror in the same way that I do. Yeah. And uh, the reaction people have mainly to just the whole concept of the vines itself. And I'm like, Jesus, if you ever watched world's deadliest, like this is not, I've made much bigger leaps for um, watching. Yeah. Movie. And yeah, uh, but the people How that works like aliens for, invading really the works. yeah exactly exactly I think it either really works or really doesn't I mean that's you know like most of my favorite movies you know are, are ones that people love or people hate yeah um I will say last night just because I had the excuse because I was talking to you I watched um <laughs> the ruins bug crush and swallowed back to back to back and that was oh um, wow it was a bit heavy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I was uh with um my friend Mitchell, and <laughs> when I started Bug Crush, he was like, literally just packed a bowl and handed me. was like, "You're gonna need this. This is uh, <laughs> uh yeah, but yeah." It, that one's a, that one's a bit of a downer too. I mean, you yeah. know, in the very dark good kind of way, I guess. But yeah, exactly. I mean, you can understand sort of how Bug Crush led to the ruins when you watch them back to back, maybe. Yes. They all have a lot of uh, themes with that. I'm just like, Jesus, who hurt you as a child? <laughs> I, that, you know, that the thing is, is like, I had such a, like, a, I had such a wonderful child. Like, I actually, like, had a really great childhood. And, like, I mean, yes, I grew up in rural Maine, which is, like, not the most sort of queer-friendly place to grow up. Um, um, you know, but, like, other than, like, some, you know, run-of-the-mill high school bullying, like, I, I had a pretty great childhood. Like, so I don't know. what Maybe it's because... I just get it all out through this, you know, these stories. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's a good way to, it's a good way to embrace your darkness without letting it, uh, like, consume you. You know, to address a lot of the things, or address at least some things that in your psyche that, you know, like, you're like, oh, I don't understand this, or I don't love, like, I don't like this, or I I don't understand, like, I don't understand it at all. And it's a good way to kind of, like, address them without just, like, straight up going mad i guess <laughs> yeah exactly yeah uh so um, oh go ahead sorry Tom. i was just gonna say my experience with the ruins <laughs> um I, I i won't lie it's not my favorite film of all time like clayton's but i, I do absolutely love it um and i read the book so i did have high expectations i'm not gonna yeah. lie and you absolutely delivered <laughs> oh good yeah i mean i think i i think that the adaptation like i think it's also because scott who wrote the book also wrote the script mm-hmm. and so like it didn't get as mired in like hollywood development of it all as it could have if if there were other other writers involved but i think that because i, I was also a huge fan of the book and the book is so good um, so scary yeah and, and like it like it and the original script like he had actually i think even softened it a little bit too much and i kind of pushed him to like no let's let's stick to like the mean sort of gruesomeness of of what you had in the book and i think that audiences will be able to handle that and like okay maybe like the ending 
of the book isn't the most appropriate ending for a movie if you want i like, love a that really... ending that is a, I mean, <laughs> that's the one thing i'm like too. man I, I wish the movie had that super dark ending yeah but, but the problem is like with, with a movie like that you're you're very much at the at the whim of uh test audiences and mm. cinema scores mm. and like with an ending like that you're you're sort of destined to get like a really shitty score as yeah, they walk yeah, out uh, of the movie I see like it as american audiences that hate yeah downer endings i see it as like uh, it, the like the little shop of horrors ending essentially which you your that your movie was like the ruins was compared to that and i have no idea why still no yeah. idea why it, yeah. um but like you know essentially like they explain like they explained it as like you know in a theater like they come out for a final bow like at the end of the movie like these people are just dead <laughs> yeah. like and like you're just left with that feeling and so i feel like and, and so they you know like in little shop of horrors originally everyone dies and then it, that's the end of the movie the plants win yep. and like <laughs> yeah. you know then they changed it to where like everyone falls in love with seymour and audrey you want seymour and audrey to live you're letting them live yeah. and and i think you do you I, I you know like the ending of the movie i think is it's so it's well done and having something different because it's not completely like completely bleak but it does yeah. feel hopeless and, and it's i not like a totally that. it's not a total shift like it stays true to the the unrated cuts of... the uh my preferred ending yeah I you know what I don't I I honestly don't even remember the unrated one is when so, she has the vine in her face yes, right yes the unrated one yes, is the okay. eye, the vine in her eye the yeah theatrical cuts when she just drives away and yeah. then the deleted alternate ending is the grave one I believe yes yeah yeah exactly and that was all like there was there were so many different versions of the ending that, that we had played around with where like she was in the hospital and like the you know the vine was on the nurse's jacket and I was like no 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 just like let's just get her in the jeep and like have it be simple i i sort of begrudgingly shot that graveyard one um mm. just you know out of you know kind of respect to the studio for allowing me to go down to australia and make a movie without anyone sort of paying any attention to us <laughs> with the whole time we were there i was like okay well you let me make a whole movie so i'll i'll, I'll shoot this and we can try it and see how it works but um I'm glad that uh, you like the 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 unrated one. That's that's my preferred end as well. Yeah, I'm always for a good downer ending. Uh, yeah, I find them well, very comforting. And, I love French horror. <laughs> yeah, and I mean this in the nicest possible way. But the character of Amy was an idiot, so I really don't think she's going to make it very far. Um, How are we friends, <laughs> John? I am so much like, like Amy. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but like you're. Uh, I mean, yeah, you'd be dead not- too. <laughs> idiot is idiot is maybe not the right word. Maybe she, I think, you know, she definitely is not the most likable character. I just don't think she's the most prepared yeah. person. No, like, I mean, she's just not- like her whole thing of like, I have to do this and flip flops and everything. I mean, that's just me to a T and just her. I didn't even want to come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I relate, are, I relate very hard. <laughs> but that's what I mean. It's like, and I mean, this is the nicest possible way, Clayton, but you, you would drive out of the, you don't know how to drive a stick. Like, no, I, like, I would have died. Yeah. That's, like, that's honestly, like, I was going like, to, I, would, I was yeah. going to tell, tell you, Carter, this horrifies me so much because i don't know how to drive a stick i'm pretty good at you know, <laughs> with a stick wink wink but um actually driving a yeah, manual you, no idea and i'm just always like in the apocalypse if i see somebody you know and they have to drive a manual to get out of a situation from zombies or something and then the end of this i'm like and that's where i would have died because yep. i would just that be sitting a, there stalled 
it might be time for you to learn. It might be a, yeah. it might be a sign. People always tell me they'll teach me, and then they just never get around to it. And I'm, well, <laughs> well, they don't it. want you to destroy their car. Wait until they're selling it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, yes, um, I, I I absolutely believe that. I I don't I don't think Amy would have <laughs> really yeah. made it super far, or she would have drove the wrong way into the jungle and then just. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I did, I don't know. I, I would have been stuck sitting in a stalled car in my Like, she survives, and... she gets off, but she does, I I really don't think she makes it out of the jungle. But that's just yeah. my head cannon for it. <laughs> so, um, moving on to uh, Bug Crush a little bit, because we have to talk about that if we're going to talk about Swallowed, I feel like. Yeah. Where did that come from? That came from the amazing short story by Scott Trelevin. Uh, which was part of, there was an anthology called Queer Fear, uh, short stories. And it was in the Queer Fear 2, the second volume of it. And I, I mean, it it, obviously it happened before the ruins. Mm -hmm. Um, I read that short story and I had been kind of looking for a, like, I, I come from the world of photography and fashion and I had been working, (laughs) working in that world for a very long time. And I'd always kind of wanted to make a movie nothing had ever come of it because I was always just so busy and so sort of distracted by the, the whole, you know, full on career. Yeah. I mean, you're busy with Vogue and GQ and W and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so it was very easy to like sort of keep moving forward. And then when I read that short story, I was like, fuck, this is the short movie that I've like been wanting to make without even realizing it. And like, uh, everything about it spoke to me like from the you know the setting and the sort of the you know kind of the back and forth between the characters and the reveal and like the whole thing just kind of really hit home and um and luckily like at that point i had been working in fashion with all of these amazing sort of production designers and costume and hair and makeup and casting and so like I was able to like call up all these people that I worked with all the time and be like, I'm making a movie. You want to make it with me? And, and, you know, everyone was kind of, uh, was into it. Um, I was able to get the rights from Scott and I adapted the the short story and, you know, funded the thing myself and, and kind of figured like, okay. And, and queer horror was not a thing. Like, no. uh, I mean, the queer fear, the, 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 the fact that a queer fear anthology existed at all, was kind of shocking and the only queer in horror you know before that i feel like you know really had been like clive barker um I, you know, obviously you know there there's there's plenty of stuff you know but a lot of it is not uh sort of explicit right um and so i figured it'd be this weird little short movie that like you know maybe a hundred people would like and that would be fine because it was you know i was making it for me and just kind of work out this this creative um thing that i had that i wanted to explore and it kind of you know took a whole new turn when it ended up getting into sundance and winning best short film Mm -hmm. like it which was so unexpected and so kind of um amazing i mean that's obviously what the best case scenario when you you make a your first short film um (laughs) doesn't get much better than that so um you know, so it was like, it was kind of super exciting and, and a little bit uh, confusing to, to realize like, oh, well, all these other people like this weird little queer horror story too. Um, you know, but I think it just, it, it kind of spoke to the fact that, that 
most people can relate to having a, a sort of crush or a fixation on someone who they know might not be the best for them. <laughs> you get, that's relate. that's kind of relate. universal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Sips uh, drink. <laughs> Sips yeah. yeah like, <laughs> not a word, Sean. Not a word. <laughs> Sips drink. Yeah. That whole entire yeah. thing. I mean, just the amount of dread and red flags. And I'm just like, I, this is totally a situation you would get into. We, us, us gays can be pretty unsafe sometimes. We can put those blinders for, on and, uh, yeah. yeah, totally. A hundred percent. Yeah. And just, oh, that ending. Horrifying. And those actors are so good. Yeah, right. I mean, in the, you know, in the short story, like, I will say, like, the ending is, is, you know, even darker. Like, I doubt, you know, that the short oh, wow. film version has, like, a, you know, a version of a happier ending than the short story. Um, yeah, I mean, if that's possible. I mean, I highly recommend uh, people track it down and, and check it out. Cause there's some yeah, other great stories in there too. I didn't yeah. realize uh, it was based on a short story. Yeah. I do love the complete unabashed queerness of bug, bug crush and swallowed. Love it. I mean, yeah. and this year we're doing, I mean, queer horror is booming. Having a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before I forget about it, um, I didn't mention it earlier. One of the other little things on, you know, production, I really appreciated about, the ruins was the fact that the people in it as the movie progressed look like shit i mean you know for them yeah um as it progresses and usually you know three days into that adventure everyone would still look perfect and i love that like you know jenna mullen's hair is all greasy and um oh no that's yeah that's part of what i found so exciting about it i was like the, the complete physical transformation that they go through mm. like to me that was something that was really fun to come up with like it both in terms of like how the clothes were breaking down you know what they you know what kind of stages how rough they yeah. they looked by the end you know because i'm kind of a fan of of the you know the rough on the surface uh aesthetic yeah well it, it helps I... you get immersed in the story too because there's not that like little thing in the back of your head like wait this doesn't feel yeah why does your hair look so good yeah yeah well, and it's, I always took it as like, as the, like their clothes deteriorate. It's also the deterioration of the, like their own humanity. Yeah, like, their minds. in a lot of ways, like they become animals by the end of it. And like, that's, that's the, you know, like, yes, they, uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember Jonathan Tucker's name. <laughs> Yeah, they, they Jonathan Tucker. Yeah, <laughs> like they you know, turn he finally. Each other. Yeah, they turn and they. I mean, everything just eats away at them, at, even as this vine does. And I think that's it, it, like just the deterioration of both, like the body and the self. Like it's it, just terrifying. You'd... Yeah, I mean, if you if you break it down, like they they kill each. I mean, the vine. Okay, the vine. You know, works its way into Matthias's mouth, but like. You know, Stacy stabs Eric. Yeah, they do everything you know, to each other. Jeff, yeah, exactly. It's all it's all done to each other, which is I, I also found really fascinating that the vine sort of, of pushes our them. Wonderful to... few examples of daylight horror as well, which is nice when you can see the gore. Yes, if you're fucked up like me and love that kind of thing, um, like in the in the brightness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, how did Swallowed come about? Uh, you know, Swallowed, I had been working on a couple of different films over the years and like 
had just gotten a little bit frustrated with the whole sort of development process and the whole sort of, you know, working on a script, developing it, shaping it, setting it up with foreign sales, depending on casting and just having stuff fall apart for, you know, various reasons repeatedly. And I really wanted to write something. And I had never made like a true, like micro budget, like down and dirty, like independent film. And which is always the sort of film that I imagined that I would make. And it, I mean, it just so happened that Ruins ended up being the first film and, and it sort of, I never in a million years would have thought that's what would happen. And so I had this kind of like deep need to like tell a story that was not going to have to be greenlit by some outside studio or production company or, you know, so I, I wrote it a hundred percent thinking in the back of my head, okay, like we'll look for financing on this, but like, if we have, if I have to, like, I know that this person, this person, and this person will come with me to the woods of Maine and make this movie like without any of that, that financing. Um, and so I wrote it very much like with the resources that I had at my disposal that I knew I didn't have to pay for. Like I was like, okay, I have a white Jeep, like, what does Jenna Malone's character drive? A white Jeep. Like I've got, my dad has a fishing cabin off the grid in Northern Maine on paper company land. I was like, okay, I can set part of the film there. Like I, you know, it was just a hundred percent something that was, that was created from the beginning to, to, to be a project that there weren't going to be able to be any no's along the way. And of course there were like, I, I, you know, I tried to get financing and I tried to get financing and everyone that we talked to was like, Oh, I love the script. It's so interesting. It's so this or that. And like, maybe bring it to us when it's finished. Like we're not, you know, we're not oh, going to distribute, not make. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I ended up financing it myself for on a, on a crazily, crazily low budget. And that like, at the time I was also like, um, really, uh, kind of fixated on this whole like super micro budget indie filmmaking world of like do you guys know mumblegore films at all yeah yes yeah so like the whole that whole mumblegore movement and then i mean just the idea of of being able to go make a film with like four or five people and and was super exciting um and so you know i was like okay what 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 world uh, i mean these are the things that i have and you know what what world do I want to live in? And I shot Bug Crush in Maine and I knew that I was going to shoot Swallowed in Maine or whatever, you know, when I was working on it, I didn't know it would turn into Swallowed, but like I knew that this project would need to be shot in Maine, uh, which is where I had a place and where I had access. Um, so I was like, what if, you know, what if it's like 15 years later and someone has figured out how to monetize these bugs and like what, you know, completely different story, but just the same uh, element. Um and, and just take it into a whole new direction and have it be as queer as I wanted it to be and have it there be as much, you know, nudity as I wanted it to be. And, you know, I mean, just kind of like have free reign. Um, so that's kind of where, where it came from. Yes. And uh, thank you for allowing nudity back in the movies because people have turned into prudes. In, in films they have on TV, it's a completely different yeah, story. TV's it's so, just it's like, so odd know, to everything, me. But... Yeah, it's 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 odd. I mean, because we were contractually once once we sold the film, we had to deliver an R rating that was part of the contract for whatever reason. And there was a real moment when it was like, 
we weren't sure if we were going to get an NCAA 17 or not. And even though none of the nudity is like sexual, uh-huh. it's still a lot of dick for, yeah. you know, you show a penis. The NCAA. And... Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Back in the day when uh, sex in the city movie came out, I got, I was in my late teens, but I got carded for that twice. They carded me buying my ticket and then on the way into the theater just because it shows a penis. <laughs> I'm like, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I get lots of I get lots of thank you emails from and messages from people, but I'm very thankful for the penises in Swaland. <laughs> well, I mean, everyone is very beautiful in it. So I was gonna say that should be on your card now, Carter Smith, yeah. back in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of the nudity, did Jose get to pick out his uh, prosthetic for his um, more? Yeah, you know, explicit he, he, yeah. scenes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he was very um, much. Like, he was like, I really just want to do it. I can do it. I can do it. We all don't need that. And I was like, Jose, this is, like, we're going to be shooting this at 4 a.m. It'll be cold. You'll be tired. Like, the last thing you want to do is have to worry to about, like, <laughs> yeah, like, for multiple takes, from multiple angles. Like, I was like, just, you know, if you want to go for it and try, like, I'll support you. But, like, let's have a backup. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. So, he, I, 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 I let him pick that out. That was nice. And it was actually, I always think it was, it's it interesting. Was quite, it was quite are... a good match. Yeah. Oh wow, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> when he sent me, when he first sent it to me, I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, I sent him like a, I sent him a link to a website, and I was with thousands and thousands of different shapes and sizes, and I was like, <laughs> why don't you just go through and see, you know, what your gut's telling you, and like, you know, and that's what he sent. So. Yeah, I always love the ones that are like they either get to pick or the ones that don't, and I'm just, <laughs> I think it's funny. Yeah. Um. So uh, I wanted to ask about the aspect ratio. How did you decide to do it in uh, the four three? Um. You know, it's such a claustrophobic movie, and it's mm. so like you know, e- even when you're even when their characters are like outside in you know this vast expanse of land, it still is claustrophobic. And so I I liked the idea of of anything that could kind of help uh heighten that and then i just love the way that a face looks in four three like a Mm. big close-up like it's just not the same as when there's like a widescreen like you know in when you're shooting when you're shooting 69 or some of the wider formats it's like you have this beautiful close-up face and then two-thirds of the frame is empty yeah and like i knew that i knew the cabin that we were going to be shooting in so i knew that like it wasn't necessary. It's like a little wooden square cabin box. I was like, okay, that's not a widescreen cabin. Like, it's not like we're on the top of a mine. It's not the or like, <laughs> Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it kind of just felt right. And I, and I, you know, more than anything, I knew these faces and I knew that I wanted to be really close and have them fill the screen as much as possible. Um, so, yeah, that's how I landed on that. And I just felt like something, you know, it's just something new and interesting to try. Yeah, I love it. I think it's gorgeous. And I mean, especially, oh my God, that one shot, I think you posted on Instagram that's like beneath Cooper at the end. Oh, yeah. Up. I mean, yeah. that and that perfect square is just gorgeous. That needs yeah. to be a poster that yes, I need that's a, that, I love that shot. Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, you can really tell your photography background in some of these shots. It's yeah. Gorgeous. Uh, what was it like working with Jenna again? I mean, we had stayed friends since the ruins. Like we'd seen each other, you know, off and on, like as, you know, it goes when you're working in on set and traveling and stuff, but we'd, we'd always stayed friends. And, 
um, had talked about finding, you know, something to do together and just hadn't found the right thing. And so um, it was kind of great because, you know, I, I, I knew a, that, you know, she would deliver like a badass performance and that, I mean, and I wrote Alice with her kind of in mind, like, you know, hoping that that's who would end up being yeah. Alice. I mean, and, and kind of like a glove. Yeah. I mean, the play between like, I love how tough she is, but then with this like beautiful sing song voice, that's like so melodic and soft and sort of, you know, undisarmingly gentle uh, mm. for someone like that character. Um, you know, so it was basically just like, and she'd come to visit me in Maine before. And so like, I was like, Oh, you know, you come back to Maine and we'll make this movie and it'll only take two weeks. And, you know, so there was, there was, I, I had high hopes, but luckily it, it all worked out. Yeah. I mean, I loved her. I grew up in a Christian school. Um, so saved. Saved. Yeah. <laughs> Is, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's amazing in everything, but that's my, like, she's, embodies a lot of my thoughts in that film so yeah she just she always picks the most interesting projects and everything and uh that's how i knew you were cool because i'm like whenever actors come back to work for somebody especially in a smaller project like this it's like they really liked working with them so they must be a cool person yeah um, well good i'm glad i'm glad that we're sending those signals <laughs> yes <laughs> i might be the only one picking that up but that's always the impression i get yeah um also love the touch of her green claw nails those nails yeah right fantastic love it every single time like there's a shot of her nails <laughs> just start cackling good yeah i love that detail someone asked me like once what my favorite like what you know one of my like the favorite details and i was like and I, my mind immediately went to the green nails i was like okay i could say this i could say that i was like no nah, i'm just gonna i'm not gonna lie i think it's the green nails <laughs> yeah perfect touch she's so phenomenal uh that scene in the rest stop makes me feel sick it is so dread inducing i mean for queer audiences especially that would just know how unsafe that is and uh yeah i'm when i like i like i like yeah and i, I mean because i like the idea that that's the the sort of the turning point of of when things go i mean yes things have already gone wrong yes but like <laughs> it, it takes it takes something you know as as sort of um backwards as you know a homophobic attack to you know i mean i guess it's not backwards but like you know something something like that to really kind of send things spiraling completely out of control you know because i i mean i was just i grew up you know petrified of rest stops like and also completely fascinated and intrigued and like you know drawn because of stories that i'd heard but also petrified yeah so they, they had this sort of mixed message thing Oh, a hundred percent. Oh my goodness, I forgot what I was about to say. Um, but what was it like working with Mark Patton? Yeah, Mark was amazing. I I one hundred percent wrote the part for him. Um, I had never met him, but I had seen the doc, I'd seen Scream Queen, and had kind of really loved this like character that he, you know, I mean, it's it's him. But I feel like he also kind of puts on a little bit of this character, and I was kind of like fascinated and by you know that creation. And um, so I wrote it, and I basically I just sent him a DM on Instagram and was like, I wrote a movie for you, and I'm gonna make it. <laughs> like, and he was kind of a little bit like, oh, that's so sweet, thank you. 
And I was like, no, 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 really, this is a movie. We're really going to make it. So it took some convincing for him to realize that it was actually a real movie and that I was going to make it. But, you know, he was great. It was such a full circle experience for me because, you know, seeing him in Nightmare on Elm Street 2 when I was a kid was the first time that I'd ever seen anyone that that kind of signaled to me that that we had something in common. Like there was mm-hmm. some, you know, that I saw myself in 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 him in that movie in a way that I hadn't before. And so to be able to come full circle and, and work with him and, and sort of give him a chance to do, you know, a really fun, meaty role that like is not, you know, at all like what he normally does these days was was really exciting. Yeah, he's really fun. Uh, his line delivery screaming about <laughs> Dick T's the wrong uh, queen is. Yes, and that's not, that was not in the script. That was a hundred percent him. Oh that's my god, my that's such a line. genius! Yeah. yeah, that's all Mark Patton genius. Well, uh, and that's one of the fun things is like I I enjoy about I really liked about Swallowed is like it does take kind of a, he's kind of a campy villain in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, like he so it's taking like someone who in a you know like if this movie would have been made you know twenty years ago like he would have just been queer coded not queer uh, unabashedly queer yeah uh, that's one of the things i absolutely love is like he instead of you know like playing to the stereotypes he is the stereotype for this part (laughs) do you know what i mean like in that like i think i said it the wrong way but no but that that totally makes sense because that's i mean stereotypes are exist for a reason i mean at some point there's been a consistency that that has you know sort of led to that right or wrong whether you know but like I, I I have met people like Rich, like that character, and that are that campy and that unpredictable and that untrustworthy and like mm-hmm. all maybe not all in the same person, but like all of those characteristics were were things that I was familiar with as you know a younger gay person meeting you know people in the next generation when I was Benjamin's age, and so I thought that it was kind of fun to play with you know this sort of yes he's a bad guy and yes he's a drug dealer and yes he's doing all these horrible things you know but he's also just like kind of predatory and and lecherous and like all this other stuff that is you know sort of working at the same time um doesn't have to be all of one and none of the other like it was it was kind of fun to find the mix right absolutely because he and like he is campy and like he you could tell he is loving it but yeah. like he's also terrifying he makes which my I think skin is, crawl oh like, my god like just when he's to... just like tell, i need you to tell me i'm not a bad person yeah. and i'm just like oh i know this <laughs> like, yeah. i've met this person I, the, camp, this... the camp is surfing like the camp is a show and i think that like that you know that sort of person in that environment if you're a queer drug dealer in the backwoods of Maine, you're putting on some armor before mm-hmm. you're going out into the world. And I think that that was kind of fun to come up with this armor, this this pomp and circumstance that he kind of puts on the surface and then and kind of, um, you know, but then, you know, there's those moments when you see through it and you're like, oh, he really is demented and it and it feels like it's the opposite of you know jenna malone's character because in a lot of ways she presents such just an incredibly strong and like you know forceful front but when it comes down to it she goes back to help 
like she so like in in a lot of ways he looks like he was there to help at first but he doesn't and i find it such like like such a cool reversal of the two roles because she comes in strong and you think she's going to be the villain of the piece yeah and she's not and i i just find that like you know the dichotomy of the two is just it, it's yeah. fascinating it's, yeah but it was fun it was super fun to play with i mean i liked the idea that that sort of when he enters that cabin like everything in the movie changes and, mm-hmm. and it sort of you know shifts in a way um that that you know hopefully you weren't expecting no not at all i didn't know where this was going um a few years back being a super candid i had a about a year-long experience in the hard drug world and nothing like this ever happened to me thank goodness but there were definitely situations that went sideways having guns pointed in your face and it just you know you have to go with it and just like watching this escalation i'm just like oh my god um very accurate not out of the not out of the realm of possibility i was just like oh glad okay. i never had to go like swallow drugs or anything well good to good to know because i have not been in that situation thankfully and i imagined it as glad you are lucky it, it's a, it, but you did yeah, a good job no, that's awful. what i was that's what i was getting at this uh okay. felt okay, very good. i appreciate that felt very realistic um so it worked very well for me it wasn't like well this is ridiculous it's like no sometimes shit just happens and goes south yeah and, um and it, yeah. and it spirals out of control once once mm-hmm. it once one thing goes wrong it's like they it just spirals uh i did want to point out one little thing i also loved about jenna malone's uh during <laughs> the beginning of you know the fisting sequence her reaction shots are priceless absolutely priceless yes yeah. and we we could have cut a, a version of that scene that's like 10 minutes longer and just had so many more reactions of of hers she just gave us nothing but like i just i loved i loved shooting that that scene and that's um and partially because you know it's so uncomfortable and it's so awkward and strange and weird and like and and just seeing it on their faces you know was was you know as twisted and demented as i had ever hoped yeah i've uh, <laughs> never never seen anything quite like that in a you know regular movie before <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's uh, like one oh, thing, they're going there one thing i wanted to bring up is like when we get to the ending um like although he goes through like this completely awful journey like ben gets a happy ending um like in in a lot you know at least in in a lot of ways in yeah. a lot of ways he he gets a happy ending to this did you always write it as ben having a happy ending or was it always. like just kind of how the yeah, no i no i always i liked the idea of of him of ben having a happy ending and i think that you know part of that might be like i subconsciously i don't even think i realized it but the character in bug crush the 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 younger kid his name was also ben and like he did not get a happy ending, and so like I, no. I, I kind of as a companion piece, I kind of liked the idea that this Benjamin was, you know, a completely comfortable with his sexuality and kind of owned it, and was, uh, you know, kind of got a certain sense of like power from it and survival, you know, as well, yeah. and that he actually did, you know, when left to his own devices, to sort of, you know, make the most with what he's you know been dealt like he was able to come out on top and like and and get that happy ending which uh, to me felt and also like 
I felt like, you know, the without giving it away, like the you know the sort of the, the ending that happens at the camp, uh, you know, in the woods, like that would be another one of those things where it's like audiences walking out might, like, I wanted it to be fun, and 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 to have a sense of like you know have people smiling at the very end, and yeah. and so that's also like you know I love the idea of of, of where we end up and and Ben sort of finding his his fame in his own way. Yeah, and I love it because it, like you said, it it very much is. I, I'm so tired of like having you know queer, like so many queer movies never have happy endings. Like yeah. they, so many of them end up so with much like queer a, trauma. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's so much queer trauma, and I think and if this movie, you know, if like in the some other dimension, straight version of this, you know, like people would like the main characters would get a happy ending and i think in a lot of ways that like that's what i love about this movie is like ben goes through all of this and you're he's never like there's no trauma there of course there's trauma but you know what i mean there's no chastising there's no chastising or feeling like punishment for him like he he's he's able to come out on top like yeah he's he's able able to come out on top of it yeah and make the most of what you know what he's been dealt Mm mm-hmm I also, again, just love the queerness of this ending being, you know, his happy ending. And yeah. it's just so fun and no judgment and wonderful. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you like it. I, 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 I'm, I'm super happy. <laughs> I love, I love, and that's the first thing we shot was the, the, that was the very first thing we shot was the, <laughs> was the red carpet stuff. So it was kind of, it was, it was an interesting like reversal to go from that, like, and then back our way and get, more and more desperate and you know dark as we went in reverse uh, it's probably easier to start out happy <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah uh so what are you working <clears throat> excuse me what are you working on now um i have another film that i finished that i shot right after uh swallowed um a little bit later and it's uh comes out uh later this summer and it's called the passenger uh oh. that i did with uh with blumhouse uh for i don't know actually where it's going to be streaming it's one of their streaming movies it's uh stars kyle gallner and oh my God. Uh, kyle johnny so birchfold i know kyle gallner is amazing and if you love him you will love this movie because he is a hundred percent at the center of it and and in almost every single frame that is yeah. honestly you all i've ever wanted <laughs> i was gonna say clayton jo- clayton jones will be straight front <laughs> yeah i think it, i think but it comes straight. out in august i think it comes out in august um awesome. he, yeah he's amazing it's a it's like a a coming of age hostage road trip thriller that sounds awesome right up my yeah. alley not not as gay as as swallowed but definitely um gay ish <laughs> well i mean that'll be fun to see kyle yeah. garner in a gayish story yeah. yeah um fan fiction's everywhere exploding I'm yes sure. <laughs> absolutely I, I would love it if it inspired some fan fictions um before we get off of here and share our socials with people um do you want to tell people a little bit about your newsletter thing uh yeah i do um so i do a newsletter uh that's called dirty little fridays and it's like basically i started this photo project called all the dead boys uh mm-hmm. a while ago just as a way to like take pictures 
to keep me interested in taking pictures. Um, you know, I was shooting so many celebrities and, and advertising stuff. And I was like, what? And I was had kind of fallen out of love with it. And I was like, what do I love? I love like horror movies and naked boys. Same. And like, what, <laughs> what can I do in photography to like where those two meet? Uh, so I started shooting all the Ed boys, um, which is just sort of the blanket name of the series. And it's, uh, you can check it out at all the dead boys.com beautiful evocative and haunting. very hot and, <laughs> and, hot and hor- horrifying and unsettling yeah, like and, there's yeah. and there's also in a lot of them there's sometimes a sadness which i always find oh. goes very much hand in hand with horror yeah. um so sorry yep. not to not to throw my two cents in there but like no, no, a no, lot no, of them not... i do feel like there's the you know like a sense of sadness to them too and, and not all of them but in some it's yeah just... there's definitely there's sadness there's longing there's aggression there's you know there's violence and tenderness there's you know a whole a whole range of things but it's, you know it's it's interesting because it, once i started sending out uh dirty little fridays which is like it goes out every friday and it's like basically i mean i'll write sometimes a little bit but basically most people are there just because they want to see like a hot picture that's not censored um you know, which is, of course, on Instagram uh, and other places uh, it, it can be, um, it, you know, it is hearing from people, like, actually, like, the back and forth of doing a newsletter is kind of amazing, because people respond and, and really tell you what they love and what they are into and what they want to see more of. And that's, that's not always the case when you're making creative stuff, you know, to have that, like, direct back and forth. So that's, that's been super exciting. Yeah, awesome. it's it's a fantastic photo series. Um, yeah, I follow I'm you on Twitter, <laughs> and I I I I can't remember which email I have the newsletter on. <laughs> yeah, well, I have I'm, too many emails. Thank like, you for thank you for subscribing. <laughs> yes, uh, it, like I you have just such a fantastic eye. Um, like I said, there's just so much emotion and just beauty to it in every aspect that you see. Yeah. um well thank you yeah no problem <laughs> i was gonna say i'm i'm not like an art student or anything but you know i like what i like <laughs> yeah well that's that's the thing it's, it's like it's one of those things that like it's basically like people either love it or it makes them very uncomfortable and they need, like immediately need to look away like which you know the best it's, art it's, always does <laughs> yeah i mean that's 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 you know i've done my job well if that's so those are the two reactions that i'm getting i feel like <laughs> Yeah, that is what you need. Uh, where can people yeah. find you on the socials if they want to talk to you about stuff? Um, best place is to go to allthedeadboys.com and sign up for Dirty Little Fridays. Uh, that's where I am every single Friday. Um, as my uh, Instagram account was suspended today, I do not know if I will have a new username or not when I reappear on the platform. <laughs> um, but I'm all the dead boys on Twitter as well, which I am not on very often, but I'm going to try to be more present. Yeah, when you when you lose one, you kind of have to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I already lost on, on Instagram. I already lost all the dead boys, and then I was all underscore the underscore dead underscore boys, and that that one just disappeared this morning. So we shall see if I get it back or if I will be uh, outcast. I'm I'm also <laughs> Carter, Carter Bedlow Smith on is my like main account on Instagram. But the best thing is to sign up for Dirty Little Fridays. Awesome. And uh, if you want to find us on Twitter, we are on Twitter and Instagram at triple M pod with three M's and on Twitter and letterbox. I am at just happy to see you number two, letter C letter U and Sean, you are at 
Murph the Smurf, M-U-R-P-H-T-H-E-S-M-U-R-P-H. And we are on Facebook. We have a page, Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies, and a group, Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies and You. Uh, if you want to email us, our email is men who like men who like movies pod at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to give us a five star rate or review, if you have time, it helps so much. And seriously, thank you so much, Carter. Swallowed and Bug Crash Ruined. So good. Love the queer horror. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad that it, it it's finding its people. <laughs> yeah, yes, it is it, uh, definitely. Uh, I am I am that audience. <laughs> yeah, good. So am I. <laughs> yeah, you've got at least the, two. <laughs> all three of us. Me too. I'm making I'm making the stuff that I want to see. So I'm 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 right there with you. Yeah, it was so great getting to talk to you about all these today. Um, literally, dream come true. I'm pinching myself right now. Um, thank you. Not hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank nice you so much. Thanks, thanks for having me. <laughs> until our episode on everything everywhere all at once coming out later this week uh see you next time bye bye